You're listening to the O Balls Podcast in association with Peninsula Prints for all your bespoke t-shirt and clothing prints. talk about the sports that mean the most to you so whether you're a red blue white stripe hoop egg catcher golfer boxer no matter who or what you follow we've got you covered yes um that yeah. is a hell of a kit um what's it uh playing then it's the yeah, one it was, where it was, it was, it was redondo redondo yeah. goes down the left and he flicks it Inside, Gary Neville and goes yeah. around the outside and he squares it for Raul. It's that kit. And I just just remember, like, ITV, Wednesday night, Champions League, yeah. live yeah. tilting, commentating, then around that sort of time. And there was this Real Madrid team that were just, like, these entertainers, like, swashbucklers. And then... It was, they were before... They were before Real's Galacticos, weren't they? It was just before that. I think it's probably... You could probably call it the start of that era because uh, they just started signing... Like people like from like like Mac Manor, who was a, you know obviously didn't go for. Dan was there, wasn't he? He was a big coup. Yeah, yeah. So Dan number five. Yes. I just think around then you were like, what? Remember when you'd be in school and people would make like lists of like European. And it was just the Real Madrid team. And it was just like them, and then there was always Cannavaro and Nesta at centre half, and it was just so exotic. Yeah. And, like, wow. There was never any Brits in any of the teams, was there? No, no, never, never. Um, Speaking of Champions League nights at back then days, Del Piero was a big fish. Yeah, yeah. You've got some some iconic kits from that time. Yeah. Del Piero, remember um, Football Italia? That's another Lato, one on a Sunday morning. Yeah, him with the, with his with his sideies, and he was yeah. just like he was the boy then, wasn't he? I've never, do you know what I've never realised until I actually looked a couple of weeks ago. Me and my mate, we're having a disagreement in, in work about some stats or something. Because that's how busy we get, you see. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> the amount of goals Del Piero scored, it goes it goes very um, under the radar. Yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, World Cup final as well. Yeah, definitely. He, um, he's, he, oh, was it the final, the semi-final? Was it that he scored it? I can't remember yeah. That. Do you know the single greatest performance of any footballer I ever seen was Zinedine Zidane against Brazil in the World Cup semi-final? Yeah, never. I think. Well, I think it was the semi-final. In fact, yeah, that was Was it your pod with Tom? You were talking about that one. Yeah, I think that was mentioned. Um, oh yeah, I mean, I, I think Tom said it on that one. It that. Zidane is your ultimate like YouTube um, player. I think you can just go on and like there's there's loads of videos of Zidane with classical music and it just fits. <laughs> it's like Mozart. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just it's just like a work of art, isn't it? Ronaldinho's the other one, but he's a bit more fast paced, isn't he? But they're players that make you just fall in love with footy, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they, they were actually talking about that on Sky the other day. Who was the 
It's a bit. It's a bit of a sort of the program was a little bit of a kind of spin off. You know, you know Gary Neville's soccer box. Yeah, it's kind of one of them with a, with another ex pro. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Um, and it was about who made you fall in love with the game. And ninety percent of footballers were saying, "No, ninety percent of the it was it was aimed at players who are playing now." Ninety yeah. percent of them were saying Ronaldinho and Zidane. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah. Remember Ronaldinho's goal at Stamford Bridge is just one of the most unbelievable bits of football I've ever seen. I actually remember watching that in the house. Yeah, is that the game where is that the game where the ref didn't give a penalty and then Drogba went absolutely insane? Or um, yeah, oh no, that that one Amarbol's went in. He has to score in the last minute, didn't he? Yeah, that was that was his. Is that he? Two years later, was it? Or? Yeah, that was when they, that was they, they went on to beat United in the final. Ah, right, okay, yeah. Oh, might have been a little bit later then. Yeah, yeah, but that, that was yeah. I, again, remember that one as well. Just I, you know, when you think back, and I couldn't tell you like the the years and things, but you just remember like little visions of things and just that Ronaldinho one. Like no one was doing stuff like that then, really. No, I think hits and all that. I think from. I mean, quite clearly, the Champions League and it what it is as a, as a competition has has always been, you know, great. I think, I think the way it got re reinvented, sort of in the in the two, you know, in the the late nineties when United won it, you know, when it went to like a group stage and it's become it's become a monster now. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it's you know and there's no disrespect to the way United wanted to be fair they were the best team in the world then they won the treble and they do a phenomenal to be honest but I think I think when you go to sort of two thousand and four five when Chelsea became this money mate this money spending uh, phenomenon Liverpool won it with arguably the worst Champions League squad there's ever been you know, we had one we had two good footballers to be fair. And the rest of them were terrible. You know what I mean? So only two of that team would have got on any team, Alonso and Gerard. And, and Alonso then was still relatively Yeah, it was yeah, that was his second season, maybe. The first? What first it? it was, wasn't it? Yeah, or four or five, yeah. You know, and then if you watch if you watch the I'm, I'm talking just purely on the level of football league. The level of football has gone just through the roof, hasn't it? It's Absolutely. The yeah. standard, I mean. Yeah. That Liverpool team will get knocked out now in the in the knockouts in in the in the qualifiers. Yeah, yeah, hard to argue. Otherwise, really, as you say, two real standout players, but um, you know, a lot of were setting the world on fire there. I think the Same best. Me and me and Chrissy were I was speaking to my dad about this the other day. I mean, and again, I love European football. I mean, it's kind of something that as a Liverpool fan you've you're very lucky to you know have had around a lot you know we've a lot of teams have never seen a team in Europe and we've Liverpool have been in four finals in mine in your lifetime which is insane yeah you know but European football as an entity I, I, when, when it's on the telly I watch it and it doesn't even matter honestly it doesn't even matter who's on the I know. I guess that Barcelona team from sort of two thousand and eight to two thousand and eleven is probably the best team I've ever seen in my yeah. lifetime. Anyway, 
Um, oh, that, yeah, it changed the face of sort of modern footy. You, you know what I'm like anyway. I, I can tell you a lot more about what's happening in France, Italy, Germany than I could about probably even outside of Liverpool in the Premiership because, um, as you said, as we said, Liverpool or nothing, and then uh, then then follow yeah. football and 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 the amateur stuff as well. That's so let's like. let's talk about France. Obviously, as we were discussing before we we came on to actually record, you spent a lot of time in France. You got your degree in France. You are fluent in French. Um, obviously, very very good at German as well. Um, and you know a little bit of English, so <laughs> <laughs> um, we call it scouts. But with regards to France, your love affair with France, explain. Um, yeah, so started university really. Uh, that was what I, the path I went down. I think I, would, I just thought it would be cool to be like a say I was studying French at university. I was <laughs> Um, you wouldn't have been cool in my school. <laughs> no, I wasn't cool in my school either, but I just thought it would be cool at university. <laughs> maybe walk around reading books or something like that. Um, With a moustache. Yeah, yeah, just thought, <laughs> around the neck, the whole, the whole shebang. Um, so, yeah, so studied it for a couple of years at university, and then I had the year abroad, and that was when it really sort of, that's when it really picked up for me. Um, so I was thinking, yeah, I'm going to be in, you know, somewhere, some nice city, um, live the dream, whatever. And I got the letter through and going to this uh, tiny, tiny town, 13,000 people called in, uh, in Brittany. And then I was looking it up, typing it on the internet and I was thinking, this must be like wrong. They sent me the wrong letter or they sent me the wrong place here. This is, this yeah, is, yeah. This is Monaco. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, pitched up there. Um, and then, so when would it have been? September, getting ready for the school term. So I had to fly from Manchester to Southampton, Southampton to, to Rennes. Then I had to go from Rennes, I had to get the train to somewhere else. And then from this other place, I had to get the bus to where I was so going. In terms of geography, I've been to Limoges quite a lot of times fishing, Lee, which is yeah, yeah, just, yeah. South of, just south of the middle. So where's yeah. where's Ren? Top where left. Town you were in top left. Yeah, top right. left. So Brittany. Um, so Brittany has this reputation in France as being a bit like Liverpool, almost like it, its own little place um, where oh, it's, all, it's, a little, it's a little bit wild. Um, but a bit there's a lot of countryside there. So, and obviously I've pitched up in this town, which is 13,000 people, where I'm from, like, or 10,000 people, rather, where I'm from in, in, in Liverpool, the Dingle is like 13,000 people. In itself, yeah. yeah. Itself, so it's like culture shock. Um, so I had like, probably a month or so, and it was, uh, for want of a better word, it was shit. Um, I didn't know anyone. Uh, the, the school term hadn't started yet, so I was in this little apartment, there was no one else there. Didn't know anyone. Um, and then one day, lo and behold, I got talking to someone. Um, I can't remember if it was in a bar or... Well, I say bar. Like, that sounds trendy and cool. It was just like, <laughs> yeah. Now it's hard to sound cool. Yeah, well, one of one of the three places that was... You could probably call a pub there. Um, 
and they were like, oh yeah, we've got you know football teams, um, and then one thing led to another, and I managed to get in touch with someone, uh, and that was it. Then I was playing football, and that's from that moment it sort of completely changed. Found a you know group of people my own age, similar interests. Experience just went, just turned one eighty. Yeah, exactly. So I was working in the school there, um, and by the end, I was sort of. I was doing me, me hours in the school, which were whatever they were, not a lot. Um, and I was coaching one of the kids' teams there, under-13 team. Um, I say coaching, I use the term loosely. Um, I'm playing as well. So we train on a Wednesday and a Friday, play on a Sunday. Kids' teams are Wednesday, Friday, and play on a Saturday. So that would take up sort of... You know, is it quite structured there, Lee? Is it? The, is, are they, um, yeah, so... The team I played for, believe it or not, this town of 10,000 people was the, the biggest town in the area. So they had a, a, a good football team uh, and a really good setup in that they pinched all the best players from around. Yeah. Uh, so they had some, like, there were kids playing football who were eight, nine, and 10. And I was thinking, like, I've never seen kids play like this at that age. Good, just, like, like, from a good point of view, you mean? Oh, yeah, no, no. Like, Excellent, really, really good, and and now so that was what that was, was ten years ago. So they're getting on for you know they'll be breaking into adult football and first team of the team I played for. But actually now, so when I was there, they were not doing that well, and I mainly played in the second team. Um, Am I right in saying your team is now in the French top league? They're, they're in the uh, step six in France. Oh, see, I, I know where you're getting confused there. Because the team that I support... Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, they were until uh, two seasons ago. They were in the, in the top league. But the team that I played for are now in are now step six in France. Um, they, they've, they've massively kicked on. But what's fantastic is that there's quite a few lads who were playing in the first team and training with me when I was there. It was still there now. And you know, you know, we were saying before we played with good players um, as we've been growing up. The, the some in particular that I'm thinking of were so far ahead of anyone else I've ever seen. Um, you know, what, what's a good player? Good touch can pick a pass and all sorts of things. These lads were um, they were like they were a couple of years ahead of themselves, like of their own age, basically. They were getting, they were getting the ball. They played the pass and they got it back before you'd even closed them down. Your mind's working on a different, completely different level. As I say, they're playing. What's our step? Our step six is probably where Tranmere are now. And in France, I think there's only two professional leagues, um, and then you get down to. Um, well, yeah, because you go, you go like, you know, you go national, you go to the national conference south. Then and north, they're on the same sort of par. Yeah. Then you go to the conference. Then you go to League Two, which is where Samuel are. Yeah. Then so you know they're not they're not far off. Right? Far off but maybe a little bit higher, but they're not far off at all. Bear in mind, we've got you know ninety two league clubs who are pretty much all professional in France. You've got like forty odd, maybe. Um, it's probably not even forty odd. Um, so. That, that that rise that they went through from when I was playing for them, um, and don't get me wrong, I wasn't pulling up any trees there. You see me play, and I can hold me own to an extent. But yeah, a, these lads were were something else. Some of them, um, 
yeah, so that, that was that was the the France thing really, and it's so easy now with you know Facebook and Instagram and all that to keep in Stay touch. In touch. Yeah, and and I still do, and I, I I speak still use the languages for work, so it's good for me that I can keep that up. Um, when I worked with you at LFC, uh, just give a bit of context. Obviously, I worked with you and Beth at LFC Retail, didn't I? So you were you were actually traveling back and forth and stuff at that time. I'm pretty sure. And I yeah, was telling, I was yeah. telling Chrissy the other day, the lad Liam who's coming on to do the podcast. I'm sure he went back to to play a match in the front. He was like, mate, that's some commitment. That he's like, Chris, he was like, I couldn't even be asked getting up on a Sunday morning to go to a park. So, <laughs> yeah, so that was for the uh, the the French Cup final. Uh, I wasn't playing, um, just supporting. So that was the team that I supported. Django, oh. you were you were playing, so you went up against like PSG, you know. No, no. Listen, by the by the by the Sunday morning, I don't think I had even walked in the straight line. Never mind. <laughs> it um, but that's that's a very much another story. Did, um, you did you win? We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I dread to think what would have happened if we hadn't won. But well, to be fair, no. If we hadn't won, it probably just would have been a normal night out. But the um, I right in thinking did that go to penos? Uh, no, two 0 it was, uh, do you know what it was? We had a, we had a, a, a Liverpool uh, night out on the Friday and I just about woke up in time. Yeah. Uh, to the airport. With, and I was know, going to France as well, fishing. That fishing. morning. That yeah, yeah. morning. Oh, I remember now, yeah. 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 Flash from the past. But yeah, I got there and that was, that was a big weekend. Um, so no, I can confirm that I wasn't going back to play but I was going for the, the weekend um, to, to watch a cup final which is always nice. Yeah, I mean, long long time ago now in this sort of COVID age when it feels like well, last game I was at it like in the ground was the Atletico Madrid game, um, which should never have been allowed to go ahead. Should it? In hindsight, probably not. Um, yeah, and then in terms of uh, obviously at the weekend, still been been playing. I'm involved, as you know, with uh, Sefton Park, Liverpool to play on a Saturday. Um, so, well, what are the pitches like in Sefton Park, decent? Like, well, we play at Tiber Street, which is a 3G. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, you know, no danger of anything being called off there. Like um, that, isn't it? Yeah. You get a different bounce down here on the ball. That's the only, that's the only difference, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I quite like it. Um, I, I appreciate that, really. As you get, I, I am one of them purists to say, as you get higher up, you want to be playing on grass. But certainly at the level we're playing at, at the you minute, you just want the game to be on every I think last year, last year we played about three or four games after November because of the weather. Yeah, um, not good enough. And that, again, that's that, no, going back to earlier. That that's a major reason why the the you know the local the local football scene is just on its ass because yeah. no one's getting. You know, I remember when even when I was playing, like probably. When I was playing full on like every week, say seven or eight years ago now, we 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 were we would end up catching up from March onwards. We were playing Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, Tuesday. Yeah. Thursday, you know what I mean? You know, you, you get to if you replace, even if they got rid of say eight pitches on Anna Park, but was to put four three G pitches there. 
Yeah, you could play on that one after another after another. You could get eight games, you could get six games on there in one day. Yeah, we're just so far behind in that respect, aren't we? There's, there's always them stats, isn't there? Like, that's what one of the stats. Um, do you know what? With the, the ground that, because the, the, the team are playing for, they had their own actual ground. Yeah, stand. yeah, yeah. Um, biggest crowd I've ever played in front of. Yeah. Um, that's when I played for the second team and there were people waiting for the first team to play. And oh, game. oh, class. <laughs> <laughs> um, Probably were second best there, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's a reoccurring theme for me, that on the football pitch. Um, like that. Yeah, it's, so they had, a, they had a good pitch, but we trained on a pitch that was... was 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 terrible really, um, but you know, again, just so they get on with it, don't you? And well, when when we had Danny on the other week, you know, it's the same. It's the same for same for everyone who's playing, and some of them excellent players that I played with, we still doing it on that pitch. Yeah, no excuse really. Yeah, when we had Danny on the other week, Danny was saying, so obviously he does a lot of coaching. You know, he's doing it for a lot of people at different levels. You know, he gets he gets. Players who are at you are professionals now, going to for a one-to-one for 40 minutes or whatever, you know, like to work on a certain touches or whatever. And Danny will, Danny will say, he does everything on grass. Because yeah. you say to them, if you can't do it here, you're not doing it on a pitch. You know what I mean? Because there's no point yeah. in taking them just to a 3G pitch. It makes you look better than it makes you feel better, but doesn't it, does it actually really help? Probably not. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. When he does his, his mass group sessions with a, with a load of kids, clearly you take all them kids onto a 3G pitch, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. But, because in terms of organisation and whatever, but in terms of one-to-ones, all his one-to-ones are done on a, on a on the middle of Arapart, um, the Woodchurch Baths pitch, and it's a bog weight. But, you know, in terms of learning and being yeah, able yeah. to adapt, that that's you know well that that's what that's what we grew up on you know I, I, um I played a lot of Merseyside football um from about thirteen to fifteen and it was on Walton Hall Park yeah you know with the stand there yeah and played loads and loads of football on Wally Hall Park again I, I wasn't really a starter for that team league I mean the the standard of the lads in that team were an absolute joke. You know, it's full of full of lads from the Liverpool Everton academies and Wigan and whatnot. I was just a lad who was from the Whittle, who happened to know the manager's son. I mean, I, I I deserve me space in the squad. Don't get me wrong, but I was I was I was quite good in all the teams I played in over here, and then I went to that, and the level, the difference in level okay. was just fishing ponds. Yeah. That's it, mate. It was like uh, I, I was literally a duck. I, I was like a fish out of water. Yeah, love the feeling. But um, so we covered quite a bit there. So I just want to get your opinions on a couple of things, and then I shall let you go. I'll um, I'll make sure when I put your thing out, I'll put um, I'll put a link to your your blog and that. Yeah, and I'll be sharing it from my end as well. Yeah, so let me just find out. Oh, yeah, it's on there. So, you heard me talking on the last episode about my all-time five high-five moments in sports. Now, obviously, 
they are my personal five. Um, doesn't matter, to be honest, I don't care what anyone else thinks because I'm always right anyway. <laughs> but yeah, they're my five. Um, I'll be keen to, I'll be asking every person who comes on, I'll be keen to hear your five. Yeah. Behind them and what are they? So far away. No particular order. Yeah. Okay. So the first one um, that I picked out was um, the Neil Mellor goal for Liverpool against Arsenal. Uh, 2004, I think it was about, it's about November or so, around my birthday. Yeah. Um, just something that sticks in my head. I think for what it meant for us, where Liverpool were at that time and where Arsenal around then, uh, we're probably on, really, when you look back on the sort of decline then, um, but we're still a great side, Henri Vieira. Vieira was so good that night as well. Yeah. I was just, it was just, you know, that's, at then um, I was I was there uh, in me still in the same space on the cop. I think I think we might have moved possibly no probably I was probably in the same same. That's some strike down as well because he hits it right round the outside of the defender, doesn't he? Well, as as I was saying before about where we sit, so we were on like a almost on the the line of the ball. So if you would have followed it up, that you know you you could see the the movement on the ball. Yeah, super. Like that was as a. Just coming up to 14, that was like an unbelievable moment then. Because, yeah, we'd had 2001 and the five trophies and that, and we were, things were looking sort of better for us on the up with, with Benitez and that. And that was um, just one of them little moments where you were like, this is great. You know, and, and you still, really, was that the first time you really felt like the roof come off, Lee, would you say? Um... Yeah, so I didn't go to the um, European ones in 2001. Yeah. Um, so, probably was, actually, yeah. Um, I think still still the biggest one for me is the, the Chelsea 05 semi-final. Um, I'm, I have to say, um, I've definitely had a bit of stick of, of, about this off people, uh, but I don't think that the Dortmund one or, or even the Barcelona one... Um, got to that level because they just didn't have that little bit of edge to it that Chelsea had at that time. I thought the Man United one in the uh, Europa League, yeah. that had the edge to it. I think that's what makes that sort of real uh, European... It's like, it's like an extra 5% needle, isn't it? The needle, yeah, and that's what I like. That, that's, that's, what, that's, the, um, that's what does it for me. Um, I went to a lot of the Liverpool-Chelsea games between 2005 and 2010. We always yeah. seemed to get them in the Champions League, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Around yeah. the time. Um, and I remember, I remember um, the shit Lampard got. Oh, yeah. section of, of where I was sitting in the main stand at the time. And then he scored and he basically put his two fingers up and there was so many of the people around me clapped him as if to say, Do you know what? Fair play. Fair play to you because you deserve that because you've took some shit. Yeah, but you know what? I think that explains why he was so, uh, so um, giving it to Liverpool the other week when, um, when there was a bit of a kick-off with, with Klopp or someone on the bench because he's just taken so much off this club yeah. uh, over the years. He was just dying to give something back. And again, you know, that I can't stand there and say, I enjoy it when there's needle and then have a cobble when someone gives it. Oh, back. I love all that. You know, we've we've given Everton we've given Everton loads of stick for the last five six years for being so far behind us. 
And right now, right now, we've just been we've just been beat seven two, and absolutely humiliated by the way. And I had loads of stick off loads of blues. But you know what? Fair play to them. They've got to serve it up to us because I've done nothing but give them stick for the last five years. It's not. It doesn't feel very nice, and it won't carry on because we're better than that. <laughs> you know. No, that's it. But you, it's give and take, isn't it? So, um, so that was me first, slightly left field choice. Um, my second one is much more obvious. So, as you were saying when we spoke before coming on, it's things that are personal to you. Um, so obvious one, but um, I'm actually going to skip Istanbul because um, that was one I, I didn't go to. Uh, but it's definitely an honourable mention, just because it's just. Um, History making, that's what it was. Yeah, it still just marks a big sort of um, a big thing in my Liverpool life, Liverpool football club life. I think it announced Liverpool yeah. back as a yeah, exactly. Everything since then is well, apart from a couple of years around uh, 2010. Generally, though, the, the trajectory has been upwards, hasn't it? Generally, yeah, yeah. Um, so this one was relatively early on in, in that upward trajectory in the Benitez days. 2006 FA Cup final. Um, final. Unbelievable game. Uh, unbelievable goals. Uh, last game that me, my dad and my granddad all went to as well before he passed away about um, no. a month or two later. So in terms of... for you. Yeah, personal one. Um, How Eddie, was he in that game, by the way? I, it's... I mean, you could, you could look at people... Do look at us, you know, the, the goal that took it to extra time and focus on that, forgetting his, his other goal. And the pass, also the pass to um, the pass to the as well. Fantastic. Yeah. It, it had, I mean, it, it properly had everything. It had own goals, goals that weren't meant, great goals, penalties, penalty saves. Uh, there was a save from Reina in extra time as well. Yeah, yeah, in the top corner, come off the post onto the post, didn't he? Which, which might be the best save I've ever seen. That or David Seaman in the FA Cup semi-final a few years. Sheffield United, yeah. That was... Even Gerard's penalty was unbelievable. Yeah. God, yeah. That was the best I ever seen him play. That. I think so. Um, I've seen him do some... Unbelievable things, but I think over the course and extra time of penalties, as you say, that probably tops the lot, really. Um, but yeah, fairly, uh, as I say, there's a big personal moment in there. But... Sentimental value that holds to you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, another slightly left field choice um, mm-hmm. Liverpool PSG, uh, September 2018. I think it was the final. Game. No, it wasn't the final of September. That was the first game. scored the penalty. It the was the first, yeah, because we had to go over there. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, I don't know if it's the France thing or what, but I was really looking forward to it. Paris Saint Germain. Um, their, their fans were dead noisy all the way through. Uh, proper European, ultra-y style yeah. singing. I think there might have been a drum in there. Um, and it was, you know what? It wasn't even the, um, it wasn't even the Firmino goal that the moment I was going to pick out, which was unbelievable. But when Milner scored the penalty, and he was 
scores it at the top end and he, and he sort of almost came into the crowd and we were further up at the back and yeah, yeah. it's just, you know, that moment when you get, you're in, in, in the ground and you just feel connected and like a bit of a tingle. It's weird when you score, you sort of forget but about it. But even one like that, which, you know, think, I think of all the games that I've been to, all the big games and there's just certain ones that for one reason or other, it could be, it could be like little things that, um, you know, you just in the mood, or you've had a drink or something like that, a couple of pints before, and you're just in in, no, in that, that mood. Exactly but you into the crowd as well. That's how you get on side with me if you're a player. Is you just involve the crowd a little bit, and that's 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 all I need. Um, I went, was. I think if Mil if Milner would have, if Milner would have said we're going to war at that moment, I would have went with him. Yeah, I went to um, where did I go last season? I went two aways. We went, we beat Villa 2 1 in the last minute. Yeah, yeah. I was the header and then Mali scored the header. Yeah. I was there. And do you know what? That that stands out to me last season because I remember thinking we're gonna win the league. Yeah. I don't know why, and it was still relatively early on to be fair that. But the, the, the game where I thought to myself, Liverpool will win the league was Leicester on Boxing Day away. Because oh, that, that was the most polished performance I've ever seen under Klopp. That. Yeah. It was a challenge. Well, especially because there was the talk of Leicester doing something. And within minutes, really, it, that was just completely put swept to one side. And most there was no doubt that we were going to win that game. And then from then on, it was just like a marker down, wasn't it? Um, Phenomenal, mate. As you say, they they were meant to be coming into it, Leicester. Uh, but yeah, I remember that the that half Villa there. I remember thinking, like, you know what I mean. That was my connection momently when when it all sank in last season. Where I was like, wow. Well, that that leads me on to my next one, um, which is you know name on the cup, um, and again. Uh, no, I was gonna say. Uh, that, that that was the the definitely the domestic version, but this was the the Barcelona game, and I'm sure you're going to have loads and more loads more guests on who are going to pick out Liverpool for Barcelona nil. But that was you know you written off three down. I haven't played really well away, to be fair. Um, well, away, we? we hit the post. You know, yeah. missed an open goal. Played played really well, but then you know it's three nil. It's Barcelona. Yes, it might be the worst Barcelona team for, for a while, although I think maybe the last couple of years teams have been... I don't know, you know, Lee, because I, I, I guess it's very easy to say that now. Not of okay. you in general, but everyone was cooing over them when they beat us 3-0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit like, uh, bit like when... I, that's it, though. It's media and stuff like that is now tables turn. Uh, it was the worst buying team that we absolutely drilled, whatever it was. And then, the, and then it's pretty much the same team now that's gone and yeah, exactly. uh, won the Champions League that everyone's saying is absolutely brilliant. So things come and go. But that one, you know, you're 3-0 down, you're going into it with Shakiri and Origi up front. Yeah. Um, you're thinking, you know, it's not going to happen, is it? Origi, is he the worst like legend we've ever had? Just give him the keys to the city for me. <laughs> like, the he, he would never start for us again if it was... No. But you could just say to him, you just do what you want in the city forever now. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd happily have a statue of him, but 
I would also like to sort of get rid of him. Beth because... wouldn't like that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> In the front room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll work on that one. But he, he, he never really does what you want him to do, except when it's a massive game and then he delivers. He where the where the goal is, though, to be fair to him. Yeah, he's, he's a, yeah. Um, but that was it. You know, that's an easy pick for me, that one, isn't it? And then I've sort of cheated a little bit on the last one. Um, because I know it's a personal moment, um, but I've maybe extended to personal moments. I think that little running for us um, when the league restarted and we just needed to get over the line. So that was then. Chris, he said this, you know, I'm sure he said this to me like that. Watching them games. Um, Palace at home. Yeah. Chelsea at home. Uh, oh no, Chelsea was already won, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the the the, the, the crowning. It was just uh, no, it wasn't. Was it? It's one before. Brighton away. Just... No, it was that. That was the crowning. That was we yeah. got the crowning champions that night. But Brighton away, we had to beat. We beat them. When we restarted, we needed to win two games, didn't we? That's it. Yeah, but that, that was the, you know. So it, with with all them circumstances, and then um, my dad came over and we we watched them, um, and yeah, you know. Literally all my life. So Liverpool last won the league in May 1990, and I was born in November. So it's literally all my life. You know, you've seen the thing I put on Facebook, then you get to the point where you're thinking, is this ever actually going to happen? We've been yes. close a few times, and you're like, the devil's club, cursed, mate. That's it. Um, but yeah, and, and we did it. And, you know, um, even though uh, Beth, my wife, is, is a blue. Um, she knows sort of what it means to me and she appreciates that. It was a very big thing for, for me. And You know what? Uh, you know the only regret I've got? And you'll be the same and all the poor fans that I know, good friends, all my good friends, everyone. We never got to... I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not that arsed about parades. They're good. They're, they're nice, you know what I mean? But, you know, it is what it is. The fact that we couldn't all properly be together and I don't even mean just at the groundly. Yeah. Like... I watched that Man City Chelsea game on my own in my front room with a bottle of beer. You know what I mean? And in any but in any other circumstances, it's just, everyone yeah. would have been at the pub together, wouldn't he? Or just taken away from you, isn't it? And it's it's you know it's not a nice situation because of the reasons why we're in that situation. But it is the way it is. But it's uh, a small price to pay if, if if you know if no one else if no one else dies, it's a small price to pay, isn't it? Exactly. But it's just a. You just want to get back in for someone like me and yourself as well. You, you go to games and you just want to get back in that ground. And uh, that um, that first game, whatever it'll be, will be will be special. Um, you stand on that. I, 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 in our first ever episode, it was that especially when we had Tom on, we were all surmising. And obviously, Tom's a big Tramia fan, you know. So it, yeah. it's actually quite good to have Tom on with regards to some of a different perspective. You know, Tramia Rovers football ground. Hold 16,100 fans, right? I've been in it thousands of times. Played in it bloody 10 times or something. Right. Their average gate in League One last year was 5,800. Yeah, exactly. Some, some weeks was 8,000, one week more than three, right? But over the season, I'm sure it was 5,000, yeah? They could sit one person in every fourth seat. Fact. That is a fact, right? 
in Germany, they're doing every three seats, aren't they? I think, yeah. or something. So in Tramier's ground alone, they could do one in every four seats. Okay, which would give them just under their average attendance for yeah, last season. They're, they're about the average, and that'd be a massive lifeline for a, a club at that level. I don't um, know how that would work across the board, Lee. I mean, Tramier are quite lucky in that. Even when when Tramier got relegated from the Championship many many years ago, Tramier had a season right where. They got to the Carlin Cup final, right? Got beat by Leicester. They got to the FA Cup quarter final, got beat by Newcastle. This is when they were in Division One, which was a... yeah. Was this John Aldridge or yeah. just before? Yeah, giant. They were giant killing everyone. Giant killing, yeah, that was it. Wasn't Everton it? at Goodison Park three 0 right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? I'm sat in the upper Bullens, going mad. But they also got relegated. They got relegated from the, the Championship that same season. That was when Fulham first came up to the Premier League with Lewis Saha, right? And they they kept they had the option to basically sell their ground to the to the council and get a purpose built sort of you know smaller one and whatever and whatever. And they've kept that they've kept that ground for all them years. That was two thousand and one when Tommy went down. They've been down the best part of twenty years now, and they've kept that ground. That ground is nearly you can fit Bournemouth in there nearly twice. Yeah, yeah. Bournemouth, yeah, you know what I mean. So you think they're lucky in the sense that they've got that attend that that actual capacity, but they're never ever going to use it. Yeah. So it's a difficult one. What you do? You're a season ticket holder, right? My mate yeah. and I share season ticket or is a season ticket holder. Okay, we both sit in the cop. What do you do? Do you turn around and say, right, okay, Liam, Ian, what we're going to do? going to do one in two games so Liam you can go next week which is Liverpool versus Man United enjoy go on you go and enjoy right, Ian you can go the week after but you're playing Burnley nah yeah. that's going to cause murder yeah that's not I, practical I, I, I don't see how you know you know there are those among us who wouldn't care ins in you just want to go and see a game. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's me. That's, that is me. Plus, there's loads of people who will, you know, who, will, who won't be impressed by that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you've got to play them games, haven't you? That's not a fair system. But that idea has been floated. I've, yeah, seen, yeah. I've seen it, like Spirit of Shankly and stuff, sharing things on, on how they're talking to the club, on who gets admitted it, and stuff. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me. Um, but then there's also the chance that you'd end up not getting Everton, not getting United, exactly. uh, not getting City, not getting Chelsea. It's possible if you'd had the run. You, you, uh, that you know. would, and that, that then you would start questioning the fairness of it. But, you know, let's just hope that maybe we get to... Um, you, 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 and we start getting back in and it just comes back. I don't really know how we do it. Um, I think it'll be after Christmas, me now. Ah, oh, definitely after Christmas, the way things are going at the moment. Uh, I can't see anything before Christmas. But I'm like you, Lee, you know, if the, if the club if the club opened it up now, I, 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 what I would say is the paying public has to be a no. For, yeah. So when, when, they feel, when I say that, with the greatest respect, I'm not saying that some of the members' card is any less of a fan than you are with a season ticket. What I'm saying is, your season ticket is your, that's your, 
you've been on that list forever and whatever, and you you know you've you've got that. That's your that's like your golden ticket. You're yeah. the first person who should be admitted to that ground, as in a season ticket holder, not necessarily just you, like <laughs> you, Willy Wonka. You know what I'm saying? You've got a season ticket, right? So the first thing they've got to do, there's 20, I think there's 33,000 season ticket holders. Then people have to be sorted first, right? Without selling any tickets, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You need to call over a system, a fair system first for the season ticket holders alone. Right, and then once that's been bedded in, or even if they do float this idea of right, okay, well, sixteen and a half thousand can go one week, then they can all go the next week, whatever. Um, I don't know, but they can't be selling tickets, as in one because the the person who gets the ticket won't be the person who's on the members card anyway, because everyone touts them, and you just don't know who's going the game then. <coughs> you know. Definitely. The right thing to be doing at the minute. Um, I, I don't know, mate. I've mulled over loads of little suggestions to myself, but well, I'm sure we all have. Um, and the worst, is, the worst thing is, none of us have really got any real say in it. It'll be decided, and and we'll go along with it, which is to an extent. Can you do? I'll know. And again, I, it's like the lockdown stuff. I understand that. I understand the necessity of it. You know, my mum, my mum's only just got over COVID. She had, she was knocked out for two weeks, properly knocked out. You know, she said it was like like flu times 10 for two, four weeks. Doesn't sound pleasant, you know what I mean? Couldn't couldn't go and see her and whatever. She was getting, like, the shopping dropped off outside the back door. And you know what I mean? So, I, you know, you get, you get, you know, the people who were like, COVID doesn't exist. They're like flat earthers, aren't they? You know, like... No, but the hard if you if you're just denying it, then you you are a part of the problem at the end of the day. Um, but I, with regards to football and COVID, I would I, I heard this um, this sports financial journalist on the um, talk sport yesterday. I don't really listen to it anymore, but it was on my way. It was all on when I was on my way to work, <clears throat> and he was saying that the, the the football pyramid itself expects to lose ten of its current members in the next three months if no fans are left back in. And that's not saying which 10 it is. <laughs> no, but yeah. that, that could be two from the Premier League where you think there's, that's where all the money is, but it could be two from the Premier League, couldn't it? Or... Yeah, the ones living beyond the means and they're not getting, you know, I think the Premier League-wise they're surviving on telly money, aren't they? Um, but you just never know. It could be clubs teeter and whatever and don't necessarily have to release the books or for, for people to see. Um and it and it shouldn't be happening, but it will happen as you say. And if, if they expect to lose ten, then you know it's you're, you're it's more likely they're gonna see more, aren't you? Yeah. It's a horrible situation for all sorts of reasons, but it's uh, but sadly it, you know you you've got a football is you know football is my greatest passion, it's yours. Um, but we have to, you have to, as, as shit as it is, sort of the way you can't go and whatever, and you can't just willingly go and play a game fussy anymore. You, you know, you've got to have it organised or whatever. At the end of the day, people are still dying. So in retrospect and in perspective, you've got to take a step back, haven't you, and go, is it really that important? It'll always be around. It'll be around when COVID's gone. So, you know... 
I think uh, I, I do think though I've got to say this whilst we're on now because the internationals are on I think sending the players all around the world is reckless I think it's an absurd decision to be honest um, just just, just I, I don't see how you can justify it how anyone can justify it, thinking that it's a good idea flying people around the world um, in the midst of all this when you're telling people to stay at home stay separate just sends out the wrong message weird not only not only that Let's just say, right, so if, I don't know what the, the rules are about working, right, but let's just say you're, let's say you play for Liverpool or you play for any club in England, right, and you go, you go and play, you, you go and play in Turkey, right? When you come back from Turkey, now you have to quarantine for two weeks. Now, instantly, you're putting that player and, in ter- and inevitably their club who pays their wages in jeopardy so that player could for example let's just say let's just say Salah right Egypt isn't on the quarantine list let's just say it was Salah is arguably our best player top three whatever most important Salah goes to Egypt it gets announced tomorrow that Egypt if you come back from Egypt you've got a quarantine okay fair enough that's the rules you're then you then FIFA by, you know, and I will blame FIFA because they arrange the friendlies and stuff, but FIFA by pure ignorance or whatever you call it, naivety, have caused a problem there for every club that has got an Egyptian player. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, I think I'm sure I've seen on Twitter the other day, Juventus called all their players back, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. They stopped them from going. And Salzburg as well in, in Austria, I think. I and I completely understand that. Completely understand that. Um, and we spoke about it earlier. I'm not bothered about England anyway. And I always wish Liverpool would do it. But especially now, you think, can they be selfish? I don't know. It's I don't, I don't know how that works. Well, I but, thought I thought the ruling was that... I, thought, I, I, I may be wrong and I will, I will check this out when I finish because I'm quite intrigued. But I thought FIFA brought a ruling that no, no club can block any player going to international duty. Well, yeah, that that would that, that would fit, wouldn't it? If they did, and then they organised these friendlies because no one can do anything about it. Obviously, you must. But then saying that maybe the yeah, I don't know if have the players called in sick or what. I've got no idea. Um, I don't think they have. But as you say, it would fit because FIFA just it's the more unto itself does what it wants. Not fit for purpose. Um. There's a story for another day. I'm definitely getting you back. Tackling the big news. (laughs) Tackling the big news. So, right, Liam, I have 10 questions that I want to ask you. Quick fire. Okay. Um, I I have the answers here. We'll go back over the minute. You've got one minute. So, give me three, two, one. Who has won more majors in the field? Tiger Woods or Roger Federer? Roger Federer. Who was the first team to win the English to be English League champions? Uh, nothing of Forest. In which sport did Daley Thompson make his fame? Um, athletics, decathlon. How many times did Red Rum win the Ancient Grand National? Three. In which country is the world's largest sports stadium? Uh, China. 
Who scored the most Premier League goals combined? Was it Gerard and Shearer or Lampard and Rooney? Um, the one with Shearer then. Which country won the first Rugby World Cup? Um, I have no idea. South Africa. Which cyclist has the record for the most Olympic medals? Uh, Chris Hoy. Right. I gave you an extra five seconds there and you didn't miss two questions anyway. So, <laughs> okay. The last ones you missed out were how many points for a try in rugby league? The answer is four. And <coughs> who were the first British winners of the European Cup? Uh, Celtic. 1963, I think, or 58, 63, <laughs> 53, no, no. I can't remember, 50, 50, well, it must have been before 58, because yeah. that was Busby Babes, and it was before that, but it was Celtic, anyway, so, the first one that you, you got right was Roger Federer, one, the scores are beating is four, by the way, and I think you've just pissed all over my four, so, Who's the first team to be English League champions? That is Preston. Uh, do you know what? I was when you're on the spot there, and I was just trying to very quickly think, and then I just looked at it. You know, Preston are the only team allowed to have their own corner flags. Correct, and that that's the reason why. Because they no, won. No, they won the first ever league. That's and that's the reason why. So there you go. Um, still on one. How many times have Red Roman the National? I'd expect any scousers to know that as three, yeah. correct? Which country is the world's biggest sports stadium? You said China, not far wrong to be fair. South Korea, 150,000. This is a great question, this, and I made this question myself. Who scored the most Premier League goals combined? It's a good one. No, but it's good when, when you hear the numbers. So, Gerard and Shearer scored. 380, okay? Lamps and Rooney scored 385. <laughs> and that's not on a football trivia website. I made that. I just went and found out. But, do you know, do you know, you talk about Gerard and Lampard. Lampard scored 57 more Premier League goals than Gerard. Which is, is a lot, that, mate. That is a lot, yeah. Um, so yeah, put it this way, if it's a 20 goal season strike and it's three seasons worth. Well, exactly. It's a Guero for three, three years, isn't it? Yeah. Fair play. Good question. Which country won the first World Cup? That was New Zealand. Uh, ah, that was what I said. World Cup only started in 1987. Couldn't believe that. And Chris Hoy has the record for all cyclists, not just British, um, six. So you got three. Unlucky cookie. I'm still the champ. <laughs> um, yeah. Your show. Yeah, it's my show, so I am the champ. Um, right, so that is us this week. Um, Liam, thank you so much for your time. I'd be very, very happy to get you to get on again sometime if you'd be happy. Um, me and Chrissy have kind of floated the idea of just having someone... Um, sort of co-hosts every like second third week you know like someone different who's been on before who sort of like co-hosts with you um more to bring in more so like you could think of a guest and bring them on and then we would into mm -hmm. together sort of thing um yeah so if that's what, what you'd be interested in let me know um 
I've just got to say this now because obviously Tom has been a guest before, but a special mention to Tom uh, for completing a 300-mile charity bike ride um, with about four days to go to spare. Um, raised a load of cash, cancer research. Very proud, Tom. Very good guy. Um, lovely fella. Um, so, yeah, well done to you, Tom. And I'd just like to say this again because I didn't give it enough credit before. Liverpool won the league. So everyone else who cried it in for the null and voiders, unlucky guys. Uh, Liam, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, um, Paul. Make sure you give us a um, make sure you send me the link and I'll get your I'll get your your blog and whatnot out there on my own socials and on Chris this this social as well. So if you are interested in getting on again with me another time, please give me a shout. All right, mate. We'll be in touch. Thanks very much, Paul. Hey, buddy, take care, okay. mate. No bath said hello. I will do, don't worry. Yeah, See bye. you after. Bye, bye, bye. Bye.